Hello everyone and Namaskar. Today's discourse is titled, How Should a Devotee Behave? It was given on December 26, 1978 in Kalikata, India. Regarding the first duty of a devotee, it has been said, Trinadapi Sunichana. Trina means grass. Even though grass is one of the most beautiful things on this earth, it remains one of the lowliest. Yet without it, millions of animals would not have been able to sustain their lives. If there is anything which properly represents the state of egolessness, it is grass. Humans should always be free from ego, free from any superiority complex. Each complex, be it fear, defeatist, superiority, or inferiority complex, is a type of psychic disease. Complexes originate in a certain environment and in due course become completely overpowering. They are most detrimental to human progress. A person seeking all-round welfare should not allow any complex to take root in the mind. All are the progeny of Paramaparusha. Even so, some people think that because they are endowed with less intellect, knowledge, financial capacity, or physical strength than others, they are inferior. Such an inferiority complex contracts their minds and retards their progress. It must be overcome. Fear complex is even more harmful than inferiority complex. People suffer from it often without reason when they encounter something more powerful than themselves. For example, thinking that a ghost is nearby, a man becomes terrified, his mind contracts, and he becomes paralyzed. Were he to take a few steps forward, he would discover that the ghost does not exist at all. Fear in most cases is baseless. If one marches on with courage, one finds that there was no reason to be so afraid. I had a certain acquaintance whose garden was quite large. One night his wife thought she saw a ghost in the corner of the garden. In Bihar, a female ghost is called Kurail in Hindi. At the sight of the imagined ghost, she cried out in fear and fainted. She never regained consciousness, and she died some time later. The next night, the same gentleman came out to, of his house at the same time. He also thought he saw the ghost. Why should people have to die one after the other in this way, he thought. Stepping forward to strike at the imaginary ghost with a stick, he suddenly saw that it was nothing but a bush, which in the moonlight looked just like a human being. His wife had died for nothing. Terrified by the deceptive image of a bush. Most so-called ghosts are like this. Towards the end of the rainy season, rotting vegetation often gives out a gas called marsh gas or will-o'-the-wisp, which bursts into flame when it comes in contact with oxygen. This burning gas may easily be taken to be a ghost. This is how a fear complex can develop. The defeatist complex also strikes deep in the human mind. How will I possibly be able to do the work? How will I be able to fight against such heavy odds? How will I be able to do my job properly? Because people think like this before they act, they are unable to do their work properly. The defeatist complex weakens their minds. Had they been bolder, they would have been more successful. One must uproot all sorts of complexes from the mind. No complex should be entertained in the physical, psychic, or spiritual spheres, because all are equally detestable. 
The most dangerous complex in the spiritual sphere is the superiority complex. It occurs when one feels oneself to be greater than others in knowledge, intellect, wisdom, and so on, and eventually leads to one's downfall. On the spiritual path, the most essential thing is to withdraw the mind from all kinds of objects, concentrate it on one point, and finally surrender it to Paramapurusha. But those suffering from a superiority complex, and thus an overinflated ego, find it impossible to withdraw the mind from its objects, and to their frustration, find that the mind easily slips away from its point of concentration. They will never be able to surrender such a mind to Paramapurusha. These people fail to realize that the more the ego is inflated, the more the mind loses its weight. Just as the more rice is puffed, the lighter it becomes. Insight is nothing but air. To prevent this from happening, the following advice has been given. Trinadapi Sunichana. Always remember that you should never give any indulgence to any superiority complex under any circumstances. That would be most harmful. It would be the greatest foolishness on your part. Taroriva Sahishnuna. Those who overreact at the least provocation lose their power of judgment. One's internal power is determined by the degree of control one has over one's nerve cells. A person who cannot tolerate even a single provocative word obviously has no control over the nerves. His enemies can take full advantage of him by easily provoking him. He will never be able to do anything great because his self-confidence is easily shattered. One must always be in control of one's nerve fibers, and for that one must develop the power of tolerance. It is highly gratifying to note that many of our members were able to properly maintain control over their nerve cells and fibers while in prison during the period of emergency, even under the pressure of circumstances. That period was very painful, and it has certainly seemed many a time that things were getting beyond our endurance. To many, it actually reached that stage. And yet, even when faced with such tremendous circumstantial pressure, they tolerated immense hardship, and as a result, have now acquired the capacity of endurance. This is a fact. Everything has two sides, good and bad. Hence it is said, Taroriva Sahijnuna, with the power of endurance of a tree. Katileha Taru Yena Kichu Na Bolai Shukaya Maile Karepani Na Mangai When the tree is felled, it does not object, and when it withers, it does not ask for water. The same idea has found a place in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the most authentic book on the life and teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, written by Krishna Das Kaviraja. In Bengali, there is a proverb, Yes, yes, I, serai, tar jaya. The tolerant one survives. Amaninam manadeyam. Human beings neglect many things in this world without any plausible reason. They forget that Paramapurusha resides in every object, even the most neglected one. They fail to look at the world with proper social benevolence. Suppose a pig is writhing in pain. The onlookers casually say, well, it's only a pig, let it die, and thus neglect Paramapurusha in the form of a pig. Such an error will result in their overall progress being retarded. One should not detest anything as everything is a manifestation of Paramapurusha. Paramapurusha cannot hate anyone or anything in this world. How can he? All are his manifestations. So on what grounds can humans hate anyone or anything? If one hates his manifestation, 
It means that one hates Paramapurusha himself. Let no human being be so arrogant. It has been said, Amaninam Manadeyam, respect the disrespected. Those who are disrespected and rejected by society should also be recognized by us as manifestations of Paramapurusha. We must respect them with due honor as Paramapurusha has chosen to manifest them in that particular way. We should always be very courteous to them. Hence, the third duty of a devotee is to respect those people whom no one respects. We must approach those who are unloved, ridiculed, and in need of affection and tell them we care for them. By honoring them and restoring their dignity, we will make them happy. Their minds will become filled with joy. Amaninam manadeyam kirtaniya sadahari. It is not with one's strength and intellect that one does great things in life, but with the strength and intellect given by Paramapurusha. Most of the credit for one's great actions should therefore go to him. Someone who donates 100 million rupees to a worthy cause will be called a philanthropist. But the question is, who actually owns the money? In fact, it is Paramapurusha's money, which happens to come in the possession of that so-called philanthropist. The main credit should therefore go to Paramapurusha, and the secondary credit to the donor, whom Paramapurusha was kind enough to use as a medium. That is why, if anyone is to be praised in the world, if anyone's virtues are to be extolled loudly through Kirtana, it should be Paramapurusha. Kirtana means to utter good words loudly, not mentally, nor in a whisper, but loud enough for everyone to hear. It is never done secretly, but always openly. There is no place in a devotee's life for hypocrisy. The devotee's thoughts, words, and actions will never be contradictory. These simple and straightforward people will say what they think and do what they say. So devotees will openly sing praises to Paramapurusha. Kirtana means, as I said a little earlier, to sing the Lord's glory in a loud voice. Kirtaniya Sadahari What is the meaning of Hari? Philosophy says that this universe is the playground of Hari and Hara. Hari maintains this universe and Hara destroys it. What form does this destruction take? He withdraws the objects of the world into himself and projects them again in a newer form. Suppose you create an image of a wicked demon in your mind, but decide that it is too dreadful. You easily annihilate it and create an image of an honest person in its place. You can easily create and destroy images in your mind. You are doing this all the time. In the same way, Paramapurusha withdraws an image or an idea into himself and the very next moment sends another image or an idea back into the universe. It is not destruction or dreadful annihilation, as people are generally prone to believe, but withdrawal followed by the creation of the same image in a newer way invested with a greater capacity. Does Hari send back a person who has been liberated from all sorts of past samskaras by dint of sadhana? No. A person who attains permanent liberation is assimilated into him. Hari here means Paramapurusha. The entity which is instrumental for the withdrawal of everything is called Hara. And the entity responsible for the creation of unit beings is called Hari. This is the fundamental difference between Hari and Hara. Hara is derived from two letters, Ha and Ra. Ha is the acoustic root of the ethereal factor, and Ra the acoustic root of energy. 
So the entity who, by virtue of his tremendous power, withdraws and projects all the five fundamental factors up to the ethereal factor is called Hara. What is Hari's role? Human beings have been committing numerous crimes and sins for lives together, resulting in a huge pile of sins as high as the Himalayas. If they have to carry the full load of those sins, they will surely break their backs. And if they have to atone for them all, they will have to return to this world again and again for at least 20 generations. Now the question arises, why should Hari exist? Why should Paramapurusha exist if he cannot help individuals? Well, he does render assistance, and in that capacity, he is called Hari. Harati, Papani, Itiarte, Hari. One who steals other sins to lighten their burden and pave the way for their liberation is called Hari. Why should Hari steal sins? Stealing, after all, is a despicable act. What is stealing? Stealing is taking things which belong to others without their permission. Why should he wish to steal other things? It does not seem to be a very wise thing to do. On closer analysis, however, it is seen to be a most commendable act because the main purpose of Hari's theft is to lighten the burden of the devotee's load. Otherwise, they will never attain liberation, but will continue to suffer from the reactions of sins for lives together. What does he want? As his devotees have surrendered everything to him, he would like to relieve them of the burden of their sins. He wishes to say to his devotees, My dear children, give me all your sins. You won't be able to carry such a heavy load of sins. Remember that you have been committing sins for lives together, and it will take you as many as 20 lives to undergo the consequences. So it would be better for you to give me all your sins to free yourself of your burden. Sincha Biku Imang Navang Sita Te Lahu Mesati Muncha Pure Muncha Pachet Maje Muncha Bawasa Paragu. O sailor, your boat has become full of water. You should bail all the water out to lighten your boat and ensure your safe passage across the river. You should bail out the water from the front, middle, and back of the boat to make it lighter. These are the teachings of Lord Buddha. Who is Brahma? He is the one who frees an individual from the burden of past, present, and future sins. Yasapure chapa pachecha majecha nati kyunkachanam akyunchanang anandanang tamahang brumi brahmanam. One whose past, present, and future sins have been removed has become a pauper. Such a person has no need to ask for anything. One who does not accept anything from anyone is called a Brahmin. So Hari wants his devotees to unburden themselves by giving away their sins. However, a true devotee will say, O oh Lord, I can give you my all, but I cannot give you my sins. Let me carry the load of my sins myself. How could I possibly hand over my load of sins to you? I have committed the sins, so why should you have to carry the load? Your proposition is absurd. However much you love me, under no circumstances can I give you my sins. It is a fact that Hari loves his devotees very much, so much that perhaps he even loves them more than he loves himself. So what does he do? He steals the devotees' sins without them knowing. There is no other option, as the devotees refuse to give him their sins voluntarily. Devotees may offer delicious dishes or even holy basil leaves, but under no circumstances 
will they part with their sins. He is compelled to steal their sins when their backs are turned. One who steals other sins is called Hari. For whom should a human being do Kirtana? For Paramapurusha and no one else. No one else is as generous as Hari. No one else is as loving and affectionate. Only Hari is a supreme shelter for unit beings. That is why it is said, Kirtaniya Sadahari. Sada means always. Whenever you have even a single moment to spare, do Kirtana. Ekbar Baba Nam Yata Pap Hare. Papi Der Sadia Nai Tata Pap Kare. The repetition of Baba Nam even once kills so many sins that the worst sinners could not accumulate them. Why? Well, he just steals. Otherwise, what would have become of those people? Nothing. Kalanya must do. Let there be welfare. Thank you.